Hello and welcome to the Lions Podcast. It is Conference Championship Week. We are riding into this feeling pretty good. Had uh, pretty much every single bet that we talked about last week, Cash, and riding into this one with some differing opinions. So everyone is not going to cash this week because we have some people on other sides of things. It is Matt Brown. It is Steven Anderson. It is Adam Candy. If you want to follow us on the Twitter machine, you should. It's absolutely free. That is Adam Candy, two E's, no Y. Steven Anders one and Matt Brown M two. And of course, follow all of our main accounts, everything we do absolutely free. So subscribe, rate, review, do all those little things you can do to help us along. We don't ask for a penny of your money. So that's all we ask for is just a couple of clicks. We do appreciate that along the way, fellas. We are getting underway coming off of a week in which everything cashed. It was just glorious. Everything happened the way that we thought it was going to happen. Every bet got home. It was just so, so, so incredibly good, which leads us to the two game weekend of the Niners and Eagles and the Bengals and the Chiefs. So let's kick things off here. San Francisco 49ers, Philadelphia Eagles, as we record this, and now this is coming to you Friday, kind of mid-morning Pacific, mid-afternoon there on the East Coast. It's a very juiced two and a half. Now, threes are popping and then they're getting bought up and then threes are popping and then they're getting bought up. So by the time you watch this, this thing could be toggling all over the place. So just know this is as of recording right now, 46 and a half is the prevailing total, though there is 146 out there. I'm going to start with you, Adam, because we know that the 49ers are are Steven's team. So I'll let him take us home here with this one. Uh, This thing opened at one. It immediately got bought. It went to one and a half, went to two, then gets to two and a half, stuck at two and a half the majority of the week. Then we saw it hit three and get immediately taken. We saw it get three immediately taken. Then it sat at two and a half yet again. Now here comes Friday, and now we're starting to see those threes pop again. This is the game that has the most of my interest. Uh, I find this matchup of these two defenses in particular to be fascinating and matt i have to give a little bit of honesty when we talk about all those bets cashing last week i thought dallas san francisco was a dead over uh which did not at any way come close uh in large part because of both turnovers and because of san francisco settling for field goals in a number of spots but as we look forward to this week all of the chatter all week long has been around is this the week that brock purdy falls down because he's going against an Eagles defense that has 70 sacks. Okay, fine. It's it's reasonable, but we've also been doing the when is Brock Purdy going to fall off thing for quite a while now. So I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just kind of tired of doing it in, in this particular spot. And I want to look at the other side of this. And I want to talk about Jalen Hurts for a second because Jalen Hurts last week was not asked to do very much. The Eagles dominated that game from start to finish. The Giants couldn't accomplish a single thing on the offensive side of the ball. And Jalen Hurts really was able to hand off and let that road grading offensive line do most of the work. And we know that San Francisco is the number one rush defense in football by DVOA for the season. So that being said, if Jalen Hurts is put into a spot to be the reason Philadelphia wins or does not win in the passing game, is he healthy enough? to be able to do that. We didn't answer that question last week. What we got was Jalen Hurts still talking about how his shoulder isn't right, but it's good enough. And talking about how it wasn't uh, right, but good enough two weeks ago. Well, 
that might not even be necessarily about him being able to throw the football. But what's going to happen when Jalen Hurts takes that first good hit against a San Francisco pass rush that is going to get to him at some point in this game? So I look at the situation we're in right now with the Niners and the Eagles and say teaser leg is what makes the most sense to me because of the fact that San Francisco's defense, I think, is going to be able to do enough to slow the Philadelphia run to put this onto the shoulders of Jalen Hurts. And you know what? Maybe Devontae Smith is able to take advantage of some of the secondary cornerback matchups with San Francisco. We know that it's been talked about, again, all week long, that San Francisco can be beaten deep, and that really is the one weakness of this defense. So is that where Philadelphia finds the leak entirely possible? I also look at this game and say, the Philadelphia Eagles are a team that has not pulled away from anyone except the New York Giants all year long. And so the teaser leg on San Francisco makes a lot of sense to me because of that as well. If you're inclined to play the total, to me, if you're playing the Purdy narrative, if you're playing any of what I just talked about with Jalen Hurts, you're looking under uh, in this game. And that also means you might want to consider waiting because most of these are probably going to get pushed a little bit higher before we start. So full disclosure is this opened at one. I was able to get the Eagles at one into my account. I feel like this was a scenario in which I have to just go back and I had a, you know, I basically had a talk with myself over the weekend as well, right? Where I had the Eagles and Steven, you and I do the power rankings for the lines.com and I had the Eagles, you know, for by far the longest out of anybody in here as the number one team in the NFL, right? I mean, I was, I put them up there. I kept them up there for the majority of the season. The Jalen Hurts injury came along. I rightfully moved them out of the number one spot because you have an injured quarterback. You're not the number one team in the NFL anymore. Now they come back. He's not even listed on the injury report last week at all. He looks pretty much like Jalen Hurts. Now, again, as Adam mentioned, wasn't necessarily asked to do a a ton, but when he was, looked like Jalen Hurts. Same deal this week, not on the injury report. Everything's perfectly fine. It looks like we have a guy that is pretty, pretty healthy. Now, is he 100%? I think the answer we all know is no, but, you know, 85, 90% of Jalen Hurts is, is pretty damn good. And so I'd have a talk with myself over the weekend. I'm like, if I had this team number one in my power rankings the entire season, basically, why then? Did I not put them? Why did I not reestablish them then at number one once the quarterback situation worked itself out for them? And, and so I just had to go back to that. And I have them again, you know, the best team in the NFL. And I think that if you look at this, there's a couple different concerns, I think, on the 49er side of, of things. I mean, listen, we are talking, they're going to play for sure, but. McCaffrey's missing practice. Elijah Mitchell's missing practice. Debo's missing practice. We know at least for sure they're nicked up. Like they're going to get, they're going to play, but they're, they're, they're nicked up going in there. That's three of your playmakers. And for whatever reason it is, I mean, this, this Eagles team has just despite like no massive games really from anybody. I mean, like you look like through the box scores, you look through everything. It's like, you don't see these just massive, massive games time after time after time. They just play a balanced form of football and get things won. And so uh, I took him at one. I'm sure you were on the 49er side of things here. So let's uh, let, let's talk this thing through here. And how concerned are you about those offensive skill position injuries? 
I'm I'm pretty concerned. I, I definitely want to see the final injury report here. Um, as we record Friday afternoon East Coast time, we don't have it yet. So I I think the guy I'm most concerned about possibly not playing is Eli Mitchell, and, and we'll get into angles on that on props here in a minute. But to your point, I think you know the one thing about the exercise that we do with the power rankings every week is that we're forced to put one team over the other, and I think in reality. I kind of have all four of these teams basically the same, and I think the Super Bowl look ahead. I I think the Super Bowl look ahead lines dictate that. I mean, we're looking at one point spreads either way, no matter which matchup we get in the Super Bowl. So, you know, I think this game is extremely fascinating. I agree with Adam. I think this is about as evenly matched as you can get. I understand the line movement for the Eagles because you could argue that they basically had a buy and a half in the playoffs with with the game they had against the Giants there. So uh, if it got to three, I think that's a bridge too far. And I think, you know, we've already seen the buyback on that if it gets to three. So I'm in teaser zone here with Adam. I took the teaser as well with the Niners. I think we're in for a close game here. And for the people who have said all season long that the Eagles have been at least partially, maybe significantly a product of an easy schedule. That's out the window at this point because the Philly offense may have played one of the five easiest schedules of opposing defenses, but so did the 49ers. And the Philly defense may have played one of the five easiest schedules of opposing offenses, but so did the 49ers. So whatever, move past that, start start handicapping the matchups here, looking at the on-field matchups, and it's close everywhere by weighted DVOA, number six Philadelphia offense versus the number two San Francisco defense. The Niners defense is top five in both rush and pass DVOA. San Francisco's offense, number two in weighted DVOA. Philly defense, number nine in overall weighted DVOA. So That here, though, inside that is where I think there might be the matchup advantage because the Eagles defense against the run is number 21 by DVOA, even though they had Jordan Davis for the first half of the year and got him back at the end and also brought in Ndamukong Sue and Linval Joseph off the street. They still have been a below average rushing defense. It's just the game that they lost to Washington in a couple of games where they gave up a lot of yards. And that window, they were one of the worst. They're not one of the worst anymore, but they're still below average. And you're playing a really good rushing offense in San Francisco here, one that is diversified, even if Christian McCaffrey is banged up. We've already seen in the postseason them mixing in Debo Samuel into the backfield as well. He's at least practicing, so he should be fine to go at least in some capacity here. So I think this is a really even matchup, but I'm also not convinced that anybody can stop the Eagles rushing attack, Matt, because what stood out to me most this week is the fact that when Jalen Hurts is on the field for the Eagles offense, they're not only first in rush EPA, but but the gap between them and the second best team in rush EPA is the same as the gap between the second and 18th best team. Same thing with success rate running the ball when Jalen Hurts is on the field. The gap between the Eagles and first and the second best team is the same as the gap between the second and the 14th best team in rush success rate. So they might just be unstoppable, to be honest with you. And I can't wait to see how this plays out. But, um, you know, it's I, it's so close that the teaser leg just makes too much sense. It's a traditional long teaser with a total in the 40s. So we'll see how it plays out beyond that. Yeah, Adam, if we take a look just from a philosophical standpoint of these teams, one of the interesting things is we'll see 
if Sirianni and company want to make a pretty drastic change to how they run the offense just in general. We know that the pass rush and we know that the pressure rate for the 49ers is incredibly high. And you look and no NFL offense left their tackles on an island. And if you're wondering what I'm talking about, like didn't chip with a back or didn't leave a tight end in or anything like that. No team in the NFL left their tackles on an island more than the Eagles. And they did it more than anybody by a lot, right? Like it was, they were, they were just expected to block and let these guys go run their routes and do their things like that as, as you know, way up into the nearly 80% of the time, where if you're talking about like on the low end, like the dolphins, like chip and things and stuff like that, like 50, like, uh, like 45% of the time. So we're, we're literally talking about like a massive difference to where the Eagles are and some of the teams that are on, on the lower end. So does that philosophy change, right? Do we get more, you know, guys staying in? And so that means there's one less guy running a route, right? I mean, these backs aren't running routes or Dallas Goddard is at least having to chip before he runs his route. And there's different little things that go on in this, this chess match here, which I do think is going to be pretty interesting, right? From, from that aspect. And then also from the, the other aspect of does do the 49ers just basically say, Hey Brock, we're not going to ask you to do much. We understand this defense is good. We're going to run, 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 and you're not going to have to throw until we need you to. And so I like if everything to me just lends towards an under, I, I, I mean, it just, it, it does not seem like a high scoring. It does not seem like an affair that where we're going to be looking back and go, how the hell this thing played a, you know, 34, 31 or something like that, like that, that would absolutely blow me away. 100% Matt. And I think to, to underscore what you're talking about, we talk about the offensive line of the Eagles as one dominant unit, right? And to go to what you just said, they have both of their tackles rated in the top 16 by pro football focus for the season in Lane Johnson and Jordan Mailata. To all accounts, Lane Johnson is going to be able to be what he has been uh, coming up this week. He had the opportunity, maybe more than any other player in football, to get the rest and make the difference for his team with getting the bye. Because I have a friend who is an Eagles fan who basically starts lighting candles every time Lane Johnson is hurt because he knows the difference that he makes to that offensive line. I'm with you, Matt, on the idea that I see this as a game that plays toward the under and if it's a game that you see as the Eagles or the Niners being able to be successful, do you see that as either of them being successful through the air? That's right. really not the way that this sets up, right? They're teams that I agree. want to yeah. run the football ultimately. So I, 99% of the game scripts you come up with to me point toward under. Steven, from a prop perspective, if we look at this, I mean, it's pretty interesting. If, if, if you believe in the fact if, if the game narrative that we're talking about in the ideal game state for probably both of these teams does play out and you believe that Jalen Hurts is healthy, you take a look at him and you start to question yourself and you start to wonder like, okay, this is a, you know, look, if you don't win this game, then you, whatever, you go home. I can't imagine there will be any limitations whatsoever at all on Jalen Hurts. I imagine he gets cut loose early and often. I mean, there are 45 and a halfs out there on his rushing total. I mean, if you, if we're sitting here talking about this next week and we're, you know, reviewing these games and Jalen hurts has 14 carries in this game, it would not surprise me at all. Like in the absolute least bit. Right. And so I don't know, man, I think that this is like, I think these numbers are priced in that he's still kind of hurt. 
And I'm, I'm of the mindset that even if he is, I don't think it matters. Right. Because again, it's like you, you lose, you go home. I mean, this is, this, this is it. And so, man, you're asking 46 yards out of Jalen hurts. I could easily see him getting 10 design, 12 designed carries another two or three scrambles and stuff like that number to me, I, I think I'm just going to have to come in and just on principle play the over. And if he is hurt and if he is limited, then so be it. And I'm just, you know, I'll just, I'll just be wrong. Yeah, I agree with you. Those, those eye popping rushing stats I gave you were in large part because Jalen hurts was an effective rusher. It's in an extra body that the defense has to account for when the quarterback is a, an electric rusher, the way Jalen hurts is. And on top of that, it's going to be hard to pass the ball in this game. Both of these teams are top five in pass rush win rate, despite being in the bottom half of the league in blitz rate. So if you do the numbers game here, you're basically playing five on seven in the passing game and offense. You have five pass catchers. If you include the running back, it's four on seven. If the running back is in protection and the 49ers, some of this year have had trouble stopping the pass against some opponents. Well, lately, They've just been relying on that front four to get pressure and taking the seven guys dropping back and double teaming guys. They had multiple double teams in the Dallas game. Brian Baldinger did a great breakdown of this. And some of those double teams that they had weren't even on C.D. Lamb. They had their middle linebacker, Fred Warner, one-on-one on C.D. Lamb, and he's so damn good that it was effective because he could do everything. Fred Warner is an incredible defensive player, so – Everything points to rushing in this game for me. You mentioned Jalen Hurts. I'll go with Debo Samuel because Christian McCaffrey's banged up, didn't practice back-to-back. He says he's going to play. Eli Mitchell's, when you're dealing with a groin injury, that might be a little bit tougher to be effective as a runner. And we know that when necessary, Kyle Shanahan has no issue taking Debo Samuel, one of his best wide receivers, and lining him up in the backfield. He's already started to do it more often in this postseason. And I'm taking over 20 and a half rushing yards on Debo Samuel. He's done that in four of the past eight games, even though they hasn't been asked to do it nearly as much as last year. He went over 20 and a half rushing yards in all three playoff games a year ago in seven of his final eight games. We know he's an electric rusher when asked to be one. And I like the fact that we're getting pretty good plus money on an anytime touchdown with Debo as well at plus 170 or better, because now I'm confident that he might even be the goal line back in this offense for this game in particular if both McCaffrey and Eli Mitchell are banged up Adam to to kind of put a bow on this as well like in the in the most likely in the most likely game state of what we believe happening here of lower scoring lots of rushing things like who does that benefit in your opinion? Who does that benefit the most? Like what player do you single out? I mean, again, knowing what we know about the Eli Mitchell situation, the Christian McCaffrey situation, whether Jalen hurts is or isn't hurt or something like that. Is there somebody that you believe is the beneficiary of everything that we believe to happen and the stuff that we know about maybe some injuries being out there? So are you talking about someone to play an over on in particular, right? You're talking, you're looking yeah. for someone who, who benefits the most in terms of that's a guy I look at to be able to get more yards. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you one that I think is a little bit outside the box and I don't think a lot of people talk about it because I don't think it's often something that's been needed out of him. But right now, Brock Purdy's rushing yards are mm-hmm. at eight and a half. And if you believe that this Philadelphia pass rush is going to affect Brock Purdy and that the San Francisco 49ers know that it's going to affect Brock Purdy, I would think 
that the coaching of Brock Purdy this week is going to be when that clock goes off in your head, get the hell out of there. Mm -hmm. Do not wait to try to make the throw. And I think you could see the sort of thing where Brock Purdy is gaining two or three yards a few times just by taking off when the pocket breaks down, not trying to throw the ball away, just trying to get something short that you really could find something on a zone read kind of play where Brock Purdy takes it and gets it all in one uh, in one rush. So I know that you probably would want to say, well, how do we play the roulette wheel with mm -hmm. all of the other options involved? And I'll tell you what, I'm going to take it back the other direction. Say, who do I think it takes away from the most? Everyone's going to be on Dallas Goddard this week after the week that he had last week. Guys, there might not be a bigger night and day in all of professional football than what the New York Giants have at linebacker and what Fred Warner and Dre Greenlaw are at linebacker for the San Francisco 49ers. And so I think you have to look very carefully at that if you're going to look at him. I think uh, I want to get the most updated number that I can get here on receptions for him. Uh, four and a half right now. Even juice on both sides, I would absolutely play under on four and a half receptions for Dallas Goddard. Into uh, the day, guys, listen, now that this thing has gotten up to two and a half, uh, like we said, I mean, even though I think the Eagles win the game, a, a teaser leg to me makes absolutely perfect sense. I mean, it just, again, I, if we think that this is low scoring, plays tight, whatever, I mean, everything that I'm saying, all the narratives that I'm giving play into that sort of result, then eight and a half in that sort of scenario is, is absolutely what the bet you'd want to have in your account as well. So again, like I can have a, I can have conviction on the Eagles winning while also saying having a plus eight and a half in your account is also a good bet. Right. And so like, I think that we, I do want to explain that, that even though I am on the Eagles side here, that I think a plus eight and a half in your account is, uh, is certainly something that is, is plus EV. You're listening to the lines.com podcast network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sportsbooks all in one place? Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the Lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Bet basketball, baseball, or hockey with a risk-free bet up to $600 at BetMGM. Sign up and use bonus code THELINES and you're on your way with the king of sportsbooks. Get the BetMGM app today and use promo code THELINES to make a risk-free bet up to $600. This is a new customer offer. Paid in free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan disassociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem. Call one 800 522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. And 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa and Tennessee. Call or text the red line at 800-889-9789. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana. Promotional offer not available in Nevada.
Cincinnati Bengals and the Kansas City Chiefs. Guys, this thing's been ping-ponging all over the place. As we are recording, you can find a flat one if you want the Kansas City Chiefs. If you want the Bengals, there are one and a halfs out there. 47 and a half to 48 is your total. Now, we know the saga that has been this line. It opened, it moved immediately. Uh, the news of Patrick Mahomes practicing moves the line back the other way. Then the news of Patrick Mahomes practicing in consecutive days and video coming out of him, you know, stretching and hobbling around or jumping around all that. Now it moves all the way back to Kansas city minus a point and a half in this one. So Steven, if we take a look, um, I, I'm, I want to say that I'm going to handicap this with where we are sitting right now. Now, one of the books here in Nevada, actually one of the rest of country books as well, like open this game, Cincinnati plus three. I took Cincinnati plus three like instantly. I took it twice until they told me on the third time I got the middle finger. I, I, like it was, <laughs> it, 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 you know, listen, I thought a field goal was egregious in the direction for, for Cincinnati here. And I think the, the market also said that. And so we moved. Now, I think the market might have overcorrected a little bit, but that was based off of the information we were getting. We were told high ankle sprain and high ankle sprain equals, hey, you ain't practicing all week long and you're praying that the tort all that they shove in your leg and whatever lasts the entire game and you're able to play through. Patrick Mahomes is out there practicing on a Wednesday and practicing again on a Thursday. He ain't got no high ankle sprain. Like that is not how this works. Like, trust me, I've had multiple orthopedic surgeons tell me that ain't how it works. Like he has some sort of tweak. He has some sort of whatever. He ain't got no high ankle sprain. So that does change the handicap of this game. Now, would he, could he be slightly limited? Is there, is he certainly in, in some way, shape or form injured? I think we would all say yes, but certainly not to the severity of a high ankle sprain, which we all know minimum two weeks, most times a month before you're actually fully recovered and sometimes can require surgery and things like that. So um, let's go into this thinking that Patrick Holmes is playing with an ankle tweak. When this happens, when a quarterback gets injured and all the markets start adjusting, and then the opposite happens, Matt, where we start coming back to what it was initially, the spread is always the first one to move the fastest, right? But for all the betters out there, you should be looking at every market because we're at the point in the season now where these books are posting so many props and so many alt lines, etc., that some of these are slow to react to what the latest news is. And if Mahomes is closer to like 80, 90% for this game, he's practicing, he's going to play. Andy Reid, as we've been recording, confirmed that he is good to go and will play. Try and find some markets that may not have adjusted back as quickly yet. And to me, as crazy as this sounds, the over-under has not adjusted back quickly enough yet. Because the three other meetings between these two teams all had totals in the 50s, 51, 53, 54, including a January playoff game with cold weather. The forecast looks fine. It's going to be cold, but no wind, no precipitation. I bet over 47 in this game mm -hmm. just based on those closing totals between these two teams because these are two rosters that have been very similar in each of the three meetings we've had between these two. 
I don't think the offensive line for Cincinnati is going to be a big issue for them again this week. We'll talk about it against the D-lines they would potentially face if they make it in the Super Bowl. But Kansas City's dead last in run-stop win rate, 15th in pass-rush win rate, and Joe Burrow, like we said last week, gets rid of the ball faster than every other quarterback in the NFL not named Tom Brady. Patrick Mahomes should be fine to throw the ball and move the ball in this game. I think we're going to have a balanced attack. We'll talk about that in a minute when we get to the props. But if if Mahomes is fine and everything else is moving, including his passing props back from 270 earlier in the week up to closer to 290 yeah. now, there's no reason the total shouldn't have moved back closer to a number that starts with five at this point too. So I'm on the over here. Yeah, so I did take – uh, just a speculative, speculative little snort. When this thing it hit forty six and a half here in yeah, I mean, in Nevada on. at one of the books, and like you get under that forty seven. Look, it's not a key number per se, but key ish. The forty seven, you know, whatever we forty four, fifty one. When it comes to totals, forty seven is that third number that we that that we look for. And so, um, when it got under the forty seven, I, I just on principle had to play the over, and that was before this whole Mahomes stuff really started to come out. So. Adam, now that we are, I think we have to just go into this assuming we are getting at least a at least a pretty good version of Patrick Mahomes. Now, are we getting the version where he's as slippery as as everything and like creates all these crazy plays and is doing all that? I mean, you know, probably not. There has to be maybe some sort of limitation there, but I'm kind of now viewing this game as we're getting the majority of Patrick Mahomes here. We're getting the hundred percent of Cincinnati and with that that's how we have to handicap this one agreed if you're going to play the teaser that we talked about with the Philadelphia and San Francisco game then obviously you got to pair it with something and I don't care which of these teams yep. you want to take out I agree I might do half. both Adam I got one earlier I might do the other right. side uh, you're, you're, you're probably going to get the opportunity you know if you did that earlier with Kansas City you're going to have the opportunity here with Cincinnati I mean we're not going to see this go back the other direction at this point, it was all about seeing Mahomes with some level of health. So that's obvious. You guys talked about some spread stuff. You guys talked about some total stuff. I think we got to get back into the Mahomes props discussion. Uh, you just talked about 290. I'm, I'm looking right now at one full country book that's a 284 and a half on the Mahomes passing prop, but that's minus 114. How about this? Add 15 and a half yards to get him over 300 for, at plus 132. I'm absolutely going to take that plus 132 because if you believe he's healthy enough to throw for 285 yards, you absolutely believe that he's healthy enough to throw for 300 yards. Mm -hmm. And if he's healthy enough to th throw for 300 yards, give me that better price on Patrick Mahomes. Look at last week. Patrick Mahomes was in the throes of being hurt, missed a 98-yard drive, and still had 22 completions for 195 yards and two touchdowns. Now, obviously, the yardage was a little shorter than what you would want, but think about the fact that he missed time. His completions number this week is 24 and a half. He had 22 while missing a full drive. So anything you want to play in terms of Patrick Mahomes overs, you're getting a better price and likely a better number than you have on them all season long. And I am not going to be the one to be betting against him in this spot. I, usually you have to go two and a half on Patrick Mahomes passing touchdowns, right? And you're going to get eh, plus 125, plus 130 if you go over. Well, three touchdowns for most quarterbacks is a lot, not for a guy who's throwing 50 in a season. But this week, all right, so there's some decent-sized juice on playing the one and a half. Are you willing to say Patrick Mahomes will not throw 
for two touchdowns in this game against the Cincinnati Bengals, knowing everything you know about Patrick Mahomes, knowing that the Kansas City Chiefs, when in close, like to go with those little flip plays. So even when they're in obvious rushing touchdown situations, it can still turn into a passing touchdown for Mahomes. Right now, I'm looking at minus 170, and I'm not going to be someone who often comes out here and says to you, uh, minus 170, go ahead and lay it. But sometimes there's value when the number gets that big if it's something that you feel is an outcome that is highly likely to happen. Tell me what world, other than him going out with it being more hurt, Patrick Mahomes does not throw two touchdown passes in this game. Yeah, I, I'm, and plus they are they just throw even inside the five yard line, right? I mean that's what, like they do the little saying. like yeah. shovel passes and all like they don't even yeah I mean they they don't even run the ball whenever they're whenever they're right up against the goal line and stuff. So I, I agree with you on, on everything that you said there. That said, let me give you a prop that's on the other side of that that is that you can find. So DraftKings has these kind of like just weekly special deals and and and, and props in there, and Joe Burrow is two to one to lead the week in passing yards. Well, if the first game plays out like we believe and is much more run heavy than it is pass heavy, I'm getting two to one on a head to head. And if I'm going to get it, and it wouldn't matter what number, if it was, and if it was the other direction, I would bet Mahomes. right? Like this is strictly just based off of a number, which is Burrow is plus 200 to lead the week in passing yards. Well, there's a couple of different scenarios in which this gets there, right? I mean, one, they're the most pass-heavy team in the NFL as it is anyway, right? I mean, so we know that. They could get behind in this game. I mean, they are now underdogs in the game. They are playing on the road, also. they could get behind. They have to pass even more than the 67% in which they already passed the ball. We don't expect them to find the same success running the ball that they did last week, which also leads to, to them passing a ton more. And then again, Listen, we don't think it's the case, but there is always the chance of re-injury for Mahomes as well, in which case then I would feel really, really good about having a Burrow 2-1 to ticket in there for most passing yards on the week. And so, again, it, it's it's strictly playing the number. If it was 2-1 to one on Mahomes, it'd be I'd, I'd, if it was plus 200 for Mahomes, I'd take the plus 200 on Mahomes, but it's plus 200 on Burrow. And when I have them separated by like eight yards in my projections and I'm getting much more money on one of the guys than the other, then uh, that's a bet in the account for me. And Matt, just to, to underscore that point, if you wanted to play it as a straight head-to-head, Burrow is minus 102. Right. Absolutely, you're playing yeah. the plus 200 because Joe Burrow against... I, uh, there are scenarios where Joe Burrow might throw for more than Brock Purdy and Jalen Hurts combined. Right. Right. <laughs> right. So again, you can find that. like There's a weekly specials tab and like literally just... Uh, you know, I think that is a great, great bet. I like that one a ton to get into Matt. the account as well. And, and Steven, you guys both said it here. Yeah. If I like the 49ers teaser leg, you got to pair it with one. I think this game goes back and forth. I think this is another one of those games maybe comes down to who has the ball last type situation. So you want to have a teaser on either end of this thing? A-OK with me. You know, I, I mean, which, whichever side you're getting over a touchdown on, A-OK with me in this one. Because again, I don't see a lot of blowout potential because of what we have on both sides here. We just have two offenses that even if they do find themselves down 11 in the game, are you really thinking that Burrow and all those guys are Mahomes and Andy Reid and them can't figure out a way to get this thing back inside a teaser leg? Like I I'm not going to bet against that ever. So I, I'm, I'm fine with either side of it. 
Yeah, I'm I'm going to get greedy and and try and middle the second leg of the teaser. So we'll we'll see how that goes. Watch the Eagles win by ten; and it won't even matter. But uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, a couple props here. I like. I, I bet Isaiah Pacheco, the Chiefs running back, anything under fifty here, I think is too low. Uh, I have over forty seven and a half on him. I think you still get forty eight and a half. This number still continues to make no sense to me. He's had fifty plus rushing yards in nine of his past ten games. 60 plus in eight of his past 10 games. And I think the matchup, I think the one thing we haven't touched on here, I'm actually going to disagree with Adam on one particular aspect of the Mahomes handicap. I completely agree with the passing touchdowns. That makes a lot of sense. But I don't think just because the ankle's good that he's going to be able, able to throw the ball all over the, you know, the recess yard here against Lou Anarumo in this Bengals defense because they've had three games now against Patrick Mahomes. And Mahomes has not thrown for 280 yards in any one of them. And in fact, two of them, he's had below 260 yards. And to me, it's because he is content to play that two deep shell, try and take away the explosive pass plays. And Mahomes has been content to just run the ball. Now, I think the ankle is nowhere near as bad as we all thought it was. But I also think that he's going to hand the ball off if there's a light box. We've seen that in all three meetings between these two teams where the Chiefs have had more than five yards per carry in all three of them. So I think the game plan is clear from Lou Anarumo that that he's going to try and shorten this game, try and have longer possessions, make Kansas City go the length of the field and take away some chunk plays here for, for Patrick Mahomes. I bet a bad number here to be completely transparent. I bet under 270 yards when I thought this ankle was worse than it was. But I don't think just because it's better that I still would be hesitant to to take under 285 at this point, given the matchup here. You really need to uh, need to brush up on your physical therapy and uh, athletic training situation there, sir. If you uh, if you evaluated the ankle and decided to to play that under, I'll tell you what i I want to look at it a different way when it comes to if you want to use the past matchups for something here. The one thing that has held true in all of the matchups is that. Kansas City has raced out to a big lead and Cincinnati has come back from behind. And we've talked plenty on this podcast about the Luan Rumo halftime adjustments. Uh, right now, you're getting even money to play Kansas City uh, laying a half point in the first half. If you think these matchups are going to go the same as they have been before, then that's a pretty good spot if you don't want to try to deal with playing the spread for the full game. Yeah, this is just, look, two incredibly incredibly awesome matchups fascinating games and listen even though it works against my 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 bet in theory i'm actually glad mahomes is not as injured as we thought because i I, i'm just as a football fan right i want to see this game like be awesome right as opposed to a guy hobbling around out there and like you know being a shell of himself and and all that so um, matt i want to give one more quick valuable bet if you don't mind the super bowl lookaheads here have been priced as if Mahomes has a bad ankle still. If Mahomes wins this game, there's no way that the Chiefs are one point either way in the Super Bowl in my mind. I think they're closer to three and a favorite no matter who they play. So if you want a little bit of value, you can bet that look ahead. And if the Chiefs lose, you get your money back anyway. I, I thought those lines were off and were still showing the Chiefs with some kind of downgrade for Mahomes and his ankle, which won't exist if they win this game this week. Yeah, right. I mean, your 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 whole thought there is if the ankle is worse off, 
then they're going to lose anyway. So it doesn't matter. And then if the ankle, right. yeah. And it's like, it would have to be far, far better if they're going to win when the game as it is. So I, I, yeah, I, I think that is super, super fair angle on that one um, as well. Guys, everything we do absolutely free. So please, the only thing we ask of you hit that subscribe button down below, give us a thumbs up, let us know in the comment section, how you betting this thing? You know, do you like a side? Do you like a total? Do you like any of the props out there? You know, money line stuff, whatever it might be. Uh, let us know. It's super interesting. I think that there's argue, very fair arguments to be made in every single direction in these games, in which why I, I'm very curious as to what everyone's thinking, because, you know, you want to tell me that one team has a clear edge here and whatever, it's going to be hard for me to argue that, you know, that they don't, but then I can also counterpoint you and all kinds of, I, I think there's just tons of different ways to, to view how these things might end up. And, um, taking the question mark of Patrick Mahomes out of there, I think is really awesome for us as football fans as well if you want to follow adam at adam candy two e's no y you can follow steven at steven anders one you can follow me at matt brown m2 good luck on all your bets on sunday <laughs>